Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Side. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. We have more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover the seven best college basketball games, plus two off-the-wall ones scheduled to be played on Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. See the Google Sheet for sidelines projections on every single game. The model also has graded picks for these games. Because there are no locks in gambling, those are parsed into three categories. Loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades. There are two different ways to get the picks, either via Patreon or Black Book Sports. Mostly just depends on what you're looking for. Hopefully we got a package built for your needs, whether that's early access to model projections, ad-free shows, instant access to picks, and or the Discord chat, the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with other good general sports discussion, how to bet other sports, watching other sports, or just random stuff that we talk about there. It gets pretty wild and fun uh, on that Discord chat. Don't forget the results for all recommended picks, the ones here, the model A grade plays and all the plays today can be found on Black Book Sports and in the Google Sheet. All those links are in the show description. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared unable to join me today due to uh, some issues with his wife's car. So there was uh, some troubles with that and, and life happens for all of us. So um, if you're with us on the Discord chat, uh, you can follow up with him there. And, and, and uh, the, the biggest issue I think is he's having to sit out in the cold, right? He's in Texas with me and we've got this cold weather. So uh, he was sitting out in the cold waiting to get a car jumped uh, or car towed. And so um, he, he's having a little bit rougher of a time of it than we are. So if you're on the Discord chat, drop him a line and, and see how he's doing tonight. Um, but otherwise, uh, he'll be back with us next week. Jake will be back. Tomorrow, I'm going to take you through the games today. Before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball and MLB or college football content that this channel provides. Pretty much to the Patreon, but check it out yet. If you haven't yet, lots of great benefits you found over there above and beyond. We do here $3 per month gets you to play of the day. For another $2 a month, you get all the model picks and access to the Discord chat. And for $5 more a month, you get ad-free shows and immediate access to every recommended pick. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But if you're not there, I'm still thrilled that you are here with us. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion here on this show is projecting a typical game, not trying to forecast to a T, as that would be foolish and impossible. Uh, remember, always shop around for the best price. Sign up link in the show description to add a couple more books to your repertoire. Otherwise, we're going to get going here with a little double up here, hitting you hot and heavy early in the show. Going to grab the point with Florida Atlantic, take them on the money line, whatever, pick them. I think they can go on the road and win at UAB and also going to go under 149. The key here, we still have not seen Jelly Walker for UAB. I don't expect him to play in this game, or if he does, I expect it to be not a hundred percent, a little bit ineffective. That first game back is usually not great for players. We have a lot of data on this now going back through the COVID period where there were a lot of teams off. And we found that, you know, if you're off for seven days 
it's not that big of a deal. But when you're when the teams were shut down for more than 10 days, especially once it got to two weeks, you started really to see how that affected the results for those teams. And he's been out since January 11th now. So we're talking about a good three weeks, even if he comes back. Don't expect him to be the same player he was before. In the first matchup, Florida Atlantic won by two at home in a barn burner, a fantastic game. They won 88 to 86. Both teams scored more than 40 in both halves. Jelly Walker there got 21 points, and I think that's the reason why it won't go as well for UAB this time around on their home court. They hung around, played really well on the road, but at home without their best player, I don't think they can win. I think they're going to slow it down. They've been playing a lot differently than when they had him in there. And so that's the other reason I'm the under. The model says 148, so we're going to go under 149. But but the model, you know, it, it, it's not as smart as humans are, right? No model is. And as much as I'd like to say that I can build this perfect model, and, and, and every year I make tweaks, so every year it gets better. I always want to make it better. I always want to improve. But at this point, it doesn't have the capabilities to really go through and look and say, that a team is for sure playing differently. So it kind of hedges its bets a little bit and, and, and doesn't try to overreact too much. We always talk about how it's slow to react. And so it's still kind of thinking about the old UAB and not necessarily this newer UAB that just in general is not playing at quite the same tempo. You have to imagine them looking at a Florida Atlantic team that has a really good offense that they don't really want to get into a track meet with them, that they got into a track meet previously with their star player and they didn't win. So you have to imagine that the game plan is not to do that and to keep the tempo more at a normal pace. And if that happens, then 150 seems like it's going to be a little bit too far out of reach. I think people are going to be playing this over. I think they're going to look at that last game. And I just see different game plans happening in this one. Either if Walker's playing, knowing that he's not going to be 100%. Again, I just don't think that they would want to get it. If he's fully healthy, sure, on your home court, let's get into the track meet, let's go. I just don't think it's what they're going to do, whether he's out there at, at 80%. 70% or whether he's not out there at all. So I think the tempo will stay down a little bit. These offenses are really good, but 150 is still going to be a hard number to hit. So on 149. And like I said, I think Florida Atlantic can go on the road and get the job done. I think Jelly Walker either not playing or not hundred percent is the difference in there. And when you look at it from that perspective, Without him, Florida Atlantic has definitely the better offense. They have the better defense. And I know that they're on the road, but they're the much better team. So if you're around to pick them, I think grabbing Florida Atlantic makes a lot of sense. Also, 6 p.m. Central, Michigan at Northwestern. I'm going to lay the four with Northwestern, a team that, you know, we kind of all, I think, left for dead at times this season had looked really bad, but it's starting to play a whole lot better over the last month. They've been overperforming the model by an average of about five points per game. It's pretty solid. The models been pretty spot on with Michigan who's just been an okay team. They, they just haven't been able to get over the hump and really solidify themselves as a, as a really good team. I like the way this Northwestern team is playing right now. I think right now, I think they're the better team and they're at home. Now, of course, they don't have quite the same home court edge that a lot of the teams in the Big Ten have, but I think the way they're playing at home, I like laying a number as short as four. It might lay it up to five. The model says six. 
I think Northwestern minus four, minus five seems pretty reasonable. I think that six to nine is probably your most likely outcome here as Northwestern, again, the better team should be able to pull away in the second half and or we got a good chance for late fouls to get us closer to 10 than to a pick them. So we'll lay the four with Northwestern. Total is 139. The model would indicate to go under here. So it's 136 and a half, but Northwestern has been scoring a lot lately. And that is the reason why I am not touching this total. It's similar to Northwestern played Iowa. We didn't cover that game, but when Jake and I were discussing games to talk about, we noticed there that the model would have said under. And I was like, man, Northwestern been scoring a lot of points. Iowa at home. It just wasn't a recipe for me to want to touch the under, even though the model said that would be the direction to go. And when people ask, we talk about these totals, again, I use this as a tool. It's not perfect. It's just kind of a starting point for us. And, and the starting point in the Iowa-Northwestern game was under. And when you look into it, it's like, that just doesn't make sense. Let's just pass on it. And that game went flying over the total. And the same thing here, the model would indicate under. But when you just think about how much Northwestern has scored as of late, how well they're playing at home, they should score more. It's just not a game that I want to have any part of the under. doesn't mean I want the over either because I don't think it's priced right for that, but I just don't think the unders are going to invest. So I'm going to stick to Northwestern minus four in that one. So the Big Ten game, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Going to grab the eight with Wisconsin. Um, look, if you know what's going on with either one of these teams, then uh, maybe you can inform me. I mean, they have not looked good. It's the bottom line. You have two teams that you know we really had higher hopes for. Ohio State king of losing the close game until this weekend when we grabbed five points with them and thought they might lose another close game and they just got run out of the building the advanced metrics still like them because of all those close losses but i mean that 11 and 10 record is just ugly and concerning and wisconsin though as i talked about last time on the show i just don't see it with them they you know again the the, the metrics still kind of like them too but they just haven't played that well either this is a game that you know a month and a half ago, I think you could have sold two months ago. There was some time point in the season. You could have sold me on this being a marquee game. And as it is, I, it's just two disappointing teams. One of them's going to get a win, and that's going to help them. But you have to imagine both these teams are sliding with regards to their seeding in the tournament or their ability to make the tournament. And both of them have to be a little bit concerned with that. Both these teams need a win. In this situation, I'm just going to grab the eight points because I don't really know what's going to happen. I think Ohio State's probably the better team. And they're at home, but winning by more than eight, it's just a lot when neither one of these teams, I'm, I'm just not really convinced about either one of them. And so, yeah, either one of these teams can win by 10, 15, whatever, because again, the other team that, that would be losing that scenario hasn't been impressive either, but it's just not something I expect. I kind of expect a tight game, kind of expect one of those anything type happen things. And if that's the case, give me eight points every day of the week. It's just too many points to pass up with, again, two teams that just don't look great right now with regards to total that's 132 the model says 134 so the model would go over and the model's been pretty accurate on totals for both of these teams personally though uh, i just don't love grabbing overs with wisconsin so it's a pass for me but it's probably the smart play it's just one that i'm just not that excited to make so i'm just going to focus on grabbing the points and just saying hey as long as it's a tight contest i don't have to care what happens getting eight points uh, hopefully fouls don't get us over that number should keep us inside. Hopefully at that point, if Wisconsin's down seven late, they just give up and lose by seven. And then, and then we can be winners to the eight o'clock time slot, Washington at UCLA. Obviously we assume UCLA is going to win this game, but they are an 18 point favorite They're an 18 point favorite for a reason. The model says 18 as well. 
they should run away with this game. They are very good. Washington is very average. But I'm going to go under 135 and a half. When these two teams played previously, usually one on the road 74 to 49. I don't really see how it's going to be that much different. They might not win by quite that much, right? They might only win by 13 or 15 or something like that. But in general, this UCLA defense is really good. And I just don't think Washington has the offense to really get it done, especially on the road. I don't think they're going to score that many points. UCLA, they might score, you know, 60. They might score 70. They might score 80. I'm not really sure exactly where they fall, but I really think that, Washington's going to be stuck around something like 55. And if they're at 55, even if UCLA gets to 80, that gets us still under this 135 and a half. If UCLA scores 70, we're still under. If they only score 60, it's a tight game accidentally, right? We don't expect them to only win by five, but if they do in that 60 to 55 type game, then it's even easier for us, right? We're just hoping for not overtime and something like that. Just a lot of ways this under can win. UCLA's offense should have no problem scoring on Washington's defense in general. That's like I said, they could get up to 80, but even if they do, I just don't think Washington can score more than 55 on the road here. So if you like team total unders, I think Washington total under makes a lot of sense as well. But I like the full game under that way. I, I, I mean, it's not impossible that UCLA can get to 90, but as long as they don't do something crazy like that, we got a really good chance to win. And in the event Washington actually does get to 60, we still have a chance to go under because then as long as UCLA only gets to 75, we're good. So I think the full game under makes a lot of sense. But again, if you like team totals, maybe that's the way you look at Washington team total under because again, they're going to really struggle against this UCLA defense. As I mentioned, UCLA is an 18-point favorite. Too big of a number for me to mess with whatsoever. Um who knows how the game is going to end up playing out that why usually could win by any number the last 10 minutes could have anything happen. It's just not really of interest to me whatsoever to touch the 18 instead focusing on under 135 and a half. Seeking the pack 12, 9 30 PM central Oregon at Arizona. Arizona is an eight point favorite model says 9.4 it's been pretty spot on with these two teams lately. Maybe overestimating Arizona just a little bit, maybe underrating Oregon just a little bit. That's mainly due to Oregon having one really one or two really impressive performances the last month. It's kind of booing that this Oregon team is still pretty inconsistent. They're not bad, but on the road, I don't think they can really hang in this game. I think Arizona wins by double digits. So I'm going to lay the eight with Arizona to me, the bottom line, when you look at Arizona, just looking at their last four games, at home, they destroyed USC. At home, they beat UCLA in a game that they mostly controlled for the second half, and beating UCLA is a pretty good feat in of itself, right? They they, they only won by six, they won by double digits, but I mean, there's still a pretty good performance. They beat Washington State on the road in a game that they really should have covered. The end of that game was pretty bonkers, a five-point swing. They really should have won that by about 10. And then they destroy Washington. They're just they're playing really well right now. And, and I'm just going to back that Arizona against these teams that's, again, not of UCLA's caliber. They've been either winning by double digits or they should have been, including two of those on the road. Um, Oregon's not bad, but on the road, I just don't like Oregon enough to hang in there this number. Now, this is at Oregon, and you can give me a number like this. Absolutely, I think that makes sense. But in Arizona, uh, I'm going to lay the eight. I think they win by double digits. Total is 152. The model says 148. So the model would say to go under and has actually been overestimating Arizona totals and pretty spot on with 
uh, with Oregon. So this is a game that the under probably makes a lot of sense, though it's just like the Wisconsin game I mentioned. The under's the smart play, especially at a number this high, but it's not a play I'm really comfortable making simply because I'm having flashbacks to that Arizona-Washington game. Arizona at home, if they scored 90 points here, I wouldn't be surprised. So models projecting something in the realm of 80 to 70, that puts you around 150. You can still go under. Again, I think it's the smart play, but Arizona just can get those extremely high scoring. They can put up a ton of points. So it's just not something I'm wanting to do. If I was going to play an under, I'd probably play the Oregon team total under. Again, going with the road team's team total under makes a little bit of sense here if they struggle to shoot on the road. Um, but the game total, again, probably the smart play to go under, but I'm just a little bit hesitant with Arizona. So instead, just going to lay the eight with the Wildcats. Sticking in the Pac-12 for one more game out west, Washington State at USC. I'm going to lay the five with the Trojans. I mean, kind of lather and repeat what I said about Arizona. This USC teams look pretty good for the most part as of late. Not every single game, but I think they're really starting to come together. I like the way they're playing. Washington State, much better than their 10-13 and 13 record. I mean, they talked about like Ohio State's record earlier. Washington State's got that 10-13 and record that's not appealing whatsoever, but – there's just a little bit of, I guess, maybe a perception difference of Ohio State we had higher hopes of. They started off the season stronger. We thought they were going to do better. And and them being around 500 is a little bit more of a concern. Whereas Washington State, they've lost a lot of tight games. They've lost to a lot of pretty good teams. They've lost you know, out in Hawaii or whatever. They're not great, of course, but they're, they're better than 10 and 13. The issue is I think they're going to have the same problem here that they've had all season, which is, you know, playing good teams and losing to good teams. There's nothing wrong with losing to good teams. The analytics like Washington State for the most part because they've mostly lost to good teams. But guess what? USC is a good team. So I'm going to lay the five with USC. Now, I don't want to lay a number that's too large here because at some point, you know, you have to be a little bit concerned about the ways that you see USC can win the game without covering it. And Washington State's hung around a lot. But at five, there's just enough ways we can cover with regards to USC pulling away in the second half as they've been doing a handful of times here recently or those late game fouls we talk about i wouldn't like seven with usc i think that's too many i think five i think makes a lot of sense the model does say five as well but usc's been playing so well as of late i really think the model's having a hard time playing catch up to how good they are and washington state i think you know yes they got that like miracle backdoor last minute cover push thing or whatever we talked about with Arizona, but something like that was wonky. And, and, and it, you know, I, I think we have to view this as, well, had they lost that game at home by 10, like we would have thought, yes, Arizona's the better team. But when you go from being home against Arizona to at USC, you kind of expect probably about the same results. So you can't use a transitive property, et cetera. I, I get all that, but I kind of think that losing by 10 there makes is kind of about what I would expect. Now I say that and again, I wouldn't lay a number like seven, because there's just more ways we can lose. It's one of those where I can think that USC is going to win this game by about 10. But, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, trying to predict the game to a T is not what I'm after here. What I'm saying is that's about what I think on average will happen. But there's a lot of ways that they win by something like six or seven. And that's a better play, even five. And we got that push projection here. It's a better play to like five than like seven. So I think laying five is a pretty good opportunity here. I would definitely not lay more. I would not lay seven. I would not lay more than six. Six is about as high as I would go. I really want that push protection here at five. If it drops, even better, and I'm more excited about it. But USC minus five, I think, is a pretty solid play. Total, it's 133. 
Model would indicate going over like thinks, thinks 134, but we've been overestimating the points for both these teams as of late. So I think that contradictory information says I'm just going to pass on the total at a number like 133. If we're going to move too much one way or the other, then maybe we've got some value created. But at that number, not really an exciting investment for me. Also at 10 p.m., let's give some small school love here. San Francisco at St. Mary's. St. Mary's has just been a buzzsaw and destroying teams left and right. They are a 13 and a half point favorite. Model says 13 and a half. Now I will add that St. Mary's has just been overperforming the model expectations, overperforming everybody's expectations for the most part with just how good they've looked. The issue here is when I look back at the last game against San Francisco, they shot over 50% from three. I think they went 11 for 21 from three. They shot over 50% from the floor as well. That was an incredible performance that they, that they had that last game out. I don't expect the same thing ha to happen here. And I think it's just as likely that St. Mary's wins by 17 as by 10. And laying a big number like this just isn't that exciting because if they're up this big late, don't really know what's going to happen. Don't really know what San Francisco is going to do. Don't really know what St. Mary's is going to do. Do they really care if they win by 17 or 10, right? That It's not going to change much. So I just don't – if I had to, I'd lay it with St. Mary's just because they've been so dang good. But if they don't shoot quite that well, San Francisco is not a bad team. And, again, the back door might be wide open for them to win by something like 12. So 13 and a half is just not exciting me. But I'm going to go under 132 and a half. As I mentioned, that last game these two teams played had 139 points, and there was scoring at the end of the game. It wasn't like the game just got rocked to sleep. People were scoring towards the end. Had 139 points with the way that St. Mary shot from both the floor and from three. You take a few of those three aways, and all of a sudden, we're not to this number. And so I think under makes a lot of sense. St. Mary just plays a suffocating style of defense and they really suck the air out of the ball. They play as one of the slower teams in college basketball, not quite to the levels of the top few teams that, you know, cousin Jared likes to talk about when he's on, but they play really slow and have great defense. So I think under makes sense here. The models is 130 and a half. So there's some value here playing under 132 and a half. San Francisco, good offense, but it's going to run into a, buzzsaw of a defense and on the road I don't expect them to score that many points and St. Mary's if they score a bunch or not doesn't really matter because the way they play defense this game should stay under 132 and a half I think getting to 130 is going to be about as high as this game can get which takes us to overtime I got two games for you here let's start off with a little uh, afternoon delight a little morning delight for most of us here 10 a.m central Talking about this game here because I know a lot of people are going to have some eyeballs on it. We've already got a number on it. I'm going to lay the 12 with Milwaukee. IUPUI has been a team that has covered a lot of numbers for the most part as of lately. But here's the thing. Even in the last month when they've been covering their average margin of loss, defeat, right? Because they haven't won very many games. But their average point differential has been within one-tenth of a point of the model projections. That means we've done a really good job of analyzing this IUPUI team. And again, while they've been covering, they've been beating the Vegas expectations. They have not been beating sidelines expectations. We kind of have a pretty decent feel for this team. They are not the worst team in college basketball anymore. Milwaukee, however, 
has been a covering machine for us. We've backed them 18 times this season, all but one game. They've gone 12 and six for us. Even the last month, we are still playing catch up to just how good this Milwaukee team is. They are, they are performing four points better than the model has expected in that time frame. Model says they win by 13. Again, we're still playing catch up on them. So I think they can cover this number. They are a really good team. I know IUPUI has been covering lately, but so is Milwaukee. And when two teams have been covering lately, one of those trends has to end here. I think it's with IUPUI because I think this Milwaukee team is just a lot better, and they've been playing with a purpose as of lately. I think they can go on the road and win this one pretty handily in a morning game. Here's the thing about the total. It's 147.5. The model says 140, but both of these teams have been going over. IUPUI has been going over by a lot. So in general, IUPUI has been an over team. Here's the hesitation here and the reason I'm passing, because this is a massive under edge for the model. But the reason I'm passing on the under is Milwaukee's been scoring a lot lately. IUPUI has been scoring a lot lately. And so that's kind of some contradictory information. The reason I'm not going over is the fact that this early start, you sometimes see some sleepier starts, some quieter first halves. And if that's the case, it's going to make it really hard to get over a number that's getting close to 150. So it's a total that I want no part of. I'm very fascinated to see. This game could land more in the one, you know, about 130, and I wouldn't be that surprised. Or with the way IUP, Milwaukee a little bit, and IUP a lot's been playing, it could get to 160, and I wouldn't be surprised. So there's just a lot of variance in this total. So if this was at night, I would say, let's jump on the over. Don't really care what the model says. But daytime start this early, I don't really know how the pace and the tempo is going to go. Maybe you live bet it if that's something that you have access to and are interested in to kind of see how the first part of the game goes. Maybe get some of that sleepiness out. But ahead of time, it's not a total that I want to mess with. I'm fascinated to see how it goes, but just want to see uh, see without investment, just with popcorn and not and not money on it. Where I do want my money is Milwaukee minus twelve. And for our other overtime game, going to get you another late one here, 8 p.m. Central Hawaii. UC Davis going to lay the point with UC Davis. I had this as one of our best bets about two weeks ago, I believe, when Hawaii came to the mainland to play UC Irvine. And I laid a small number with Irvine and said, Hawaii on the first day coming over here from the islands tends to struggle and they did, and I'm playing the same angle here. When they've come over here and done well, it's been because they've played a really bad team. They get a little bit more acclimated to it. That second game goes a little bit better for them, but it's a tough road trip for them to always be going back and forth in this first game. I know that they've been – I saw that they're coming out here Thursday morning. I get that, but they just have not done as well here on these first games. UC Davis – I think UC Davis might – maybe be the better team. If not, I think they're about even. And given that I think they're about even, you know, with the travel situation here, you have to think UC Davis should be, you know, closer to, you know, a three-ish point favorite, something like that. Model says 2.2. Like in the model actually says Hawaii's a little better. I just don't know. I, I think both these teams are solid, but I'm just not convinced necessarily that Hawaii's that much better. If, and Like I said, if they are, I think they're about even. So if this was UC Davis minus two and a half, three, three and a half, four, those are all numbers that I would say, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. UC Davis minus one in this travel spot, I think makes a lot of sense. It worked for us with Irvine a couple of weeks ago, fading Hawaii in this exact same spot. We're going to do it here again and lay the point with UC Davis. 
And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. is dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.